Welcome back to Roadmap, Auto Trader UK's products and tech podcast. Oh, today I've got some guests, I tell you now. Um, but it's going to be a bit different today because we're going to be um, critiquing a film, a short, short film. Um, we're going to be picking over the 2023 Auto Trader product update. Uh, catchily named Simple is Complex. And for those who have not seen it, you can find it at autotrader.co.uk slash 2023. And to talk through the video and the key points it's raised, I've got three corking guests on the couch um, that have had a hand in it, but in various and very different ways. First up, I've got Benjamin Benny Boy McCarthy, <laughs> as he's affectionately known, little Benj, uh, who's one of our engineering directors. Hello, Ben. Hello, Pete. I've got Tracy Smudger Smith. Here we go. Uh, she's not called Smudger because she rubs out uh, drawings, but she is a portfolio design lead. Hey, Tracy. Yeah. And then Thomas, I'm going to give you uh, your full title. So Thomas Holmes, star of the show, uh, who's one of our senior product leads. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. So simple is complex. I loved it. So to be honest, I, I liked the film. Uh, I thought it was super interesting. And obviously I don't have a... A huge extension span, so uh, attention span. So the fact it was quite small and short was good. But I'm going on a serious note. The whole simple is complex, simple is curious. Simple distills complex creativity and technology into real world useful products. I couldn't remember that, so I had to write that one down. But what I'm going to ask you all is simple making um, complex things simple in your daily roles. Like, from your different perspectives, like, what does that actually mean? Now, I'm going to start with uh, Tracy on that one. So, making the complex simple. How do you do it? I think, for me, it's having that wider view. Um, I think, ev- like, everything's really complex. And then I very much focus on what users are going to be doing. So, I think, particularly in digital retailing, I very much focus on the retailer side. So, we talk about this, like, you know, omnichannel journey and looking at that wider view but then just thinking about um, taking everything into account but then trying to understand what that user has to do to kind of support that consumer through that journey as well and when I talk about that user I mean the retailer so it's thinking about that retailer side and yeah it's it's really complicated we have lots of different retailers that use systems in different ways um, but yeah it's just being able to kind of zoom out and then zoom back into the detail as yeah. well is is key to kind of simplifying things. So is it for you is it that whole zoom out is the is the key? I think so, yeah. Yeah, cuz cuz when we zoom out I'm looking at the consumer as well, you know, and potentially from an API point of view and all those different things that can tie into that and having to align that is is really complex. Um but yeah, having that zoom out view really really does help. Cool. And Tom, obviously you're in the video, so I'm hoping you've got like a massive answer <laughs> here. But like Tracy, from a design perspective, you're you're a product lead. Mm-hmm. So again, like what does like making the complex simple mean to you? And again, how as as your role as a, a product lead, how do you how do you go about that? Like you know what I mean on a day to day basis. I think there's um I think there's a few variants for me with it. I think there's probably building similar to what Tracy said on the. From the consumer angle in terms of the products you're designing, clearly the the simpler you can make the product for a consumer to understand, the better and the more effective that product will be. So I think that's a really important part of my role. And it's quite a challenging thing too, like where it's complex is that 
consumers define how they want to use your products, not us defining how they get to use it. So I think really trying to figure that out is a, is a real challenge. Um, but then I actually think day to day and being effective in my role, this simplicity also then comes from, I suppose, how I break it down and get that kind of product to market and how I make that a really simple process. Um, as you'll know, I'm I'm super commercial and I like to make money. I don't like not making super money. Super commercial. I love it. <laughs> so, um, Tom, describe it. Describe your role in uh, two or three words. Super commercial. Super commercial. Um, no, no, no. So, I yeah, I like to make money. Obviously, products are important, but yeah, uh, I, I like them to, to generate money. But the, the longer they're not delivered, the longer you're putting off getting any value. Yeah. So I think the, the simpler you can break something down and the quicker you can then get that product to market and shipped. I mean, if it's just a consumer-facing product without any commercial value, you'll still learn loads, but you can also hopefully realise yeah. realise commercials from it as well if you get it out there. Cool. Different, different but the same. What about yourself, Benji? So it's probably two different aspects to my role. So one of it is definitely on the engineering side. We have to take super complex problems and make them as simple as possible to implement. So it's like, how do we work with like the product people, the design, to try and drive simplicity forward? Yeah. Because that lets us deliver faster. And on the other side, it's taking what appears to be a simple thing to the rest of the business, or to the commercial side, the sales side, and trying to explain actually the engineering is complex. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. No, I was I was thinking like again, similar but different. That whole, and again, probably more in my role is how do you then because we've all got different skill sets, and how do you come up with a that distilling it to a level where everybody can understand it, so that yeah. we're not bamboozling different colleagues with with terminology and how can we take sometimes because we have got like a wide uh sort of auto trade of vocabulary but how do you then distill it right down so actually everybody comes out with the with the same understanding so whether that be explain the complex solution just with with a picture or drawing it on the wall so you can go actually forget the words this is what we we actually mean and that being a being fundamental in the collaborative space is how do we like you said ben it might look simple on the top but actually when you get in there with apis and all the different elements of technology it is it is complicated especially you, know, you end up with three boxes on a wall and go, it's, yeah. these are the three component parts but underneath there's a ton of complexity yeah so the video itself so again i'm going to use the video as the prompt for for all questions today so hopefully you have watched it, and if you are, if you haven't, this is going to be a really hard half an hour. Um, now, Tom, I know you starred in it, so that's, he's that's not different. It. That's different. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched, I've watched Catherine, and I've watched Anaya, and I yeah. fast forwarded me. Yeah, so it's a hard one, isn't it? It's like, oh, you just close your eyes, put your fingers in your ears. Oh, I'm, I'm back. Um, so the three key areas we focused on this year round. So we did a product update last year was data digital retailing and electric so three big core topics and i think on the landing page which has been developed the when we talk about data is that making data work hard so nobody else needs to but again i know we've got three very well four in a way because my role is different than than all your three roles uh, on the couch but how does that whole the data side of auto trader play into your your daily work lives and also what, what things have you influenced or worked on or been part of a wider team on? So I'm going to start with yourself, Tom, on the data side. 
I think the um, I mean it's kind of a it's, it's ingrained in your all trade, isn't it? Like data is at the heart of everything we do, and I think the the very best products or product features that I've been a part of or have supported in delivering have definitely had that data at the heart of it. And just in the last year, I think the biggest thing that I think it's been the most impactful that I've been involved in. Um, and I think it has real power for the future is the stuff we've been doing and building out the customer data platform yeah. and really starting to kind of understand the auto trader audience, starting to profile that audience to get a real view of kind of what's right for them at a given moment of time. And we started kind of, um, dabbling doesn't do it justice because it was a ton of work but i say dabbling because we're just like at the start of the journey um but we started making some changes to one of our paid performance products called ppc which is for those of you who don't work with trader is essentially the ability for a retailer or a manufacturer to put a given vehicle at the top of our search listing and hopefully yeah. kind of attract attract buyers to engage with their advert um and that always had a targeting logic that was based on kind of auto trader search filters but we started using audience segmentation to tailor it so we'd get a view for kind of i don't know like the maybe the certain body type you're interested in or the the price point that you're interested in or the age things that some people might be surprised by not many people do enter in the actual search filters on auto trader so we got an idea of that and then we could start using that to inform what we show to consumers which has been hugely powerful and actually i think in a lot of the products I'm now involved with that relate to search, that's kind of the bedrock now. Like if we're not considering using that data to then personalize that experience, it's not, it's not, I don't, I just don't think, I think it's a given, you kind of have yeah. to do it. Um, but yeah, it's hugely powerful. And I think the thing I find most exciting about that as well is that I think working somewhere like Autotrader and product, as I'm sure everyone here knows, it's really hard because that marketplace model, there's that constant tension of kind of, delivering value for our kind of retail partners, delivering value for consumers, and obviously delivering value for us as a business. And it's always really hard trying to navigate that triangle. But I think what we've seen with using data to kind of inform our products and actually power our products, we've kind of actually been able to create this win-win-win for each yeah. because the consumer's seeing much more relevant adverts and engaging with it. That then benefits the retailer because they've got more relevant consumers interacting kind of with their vehicles and then clearly for us we, yeah, we yeah. benefit too by providing that for both of them so yeah it's when, mega exciting yeah i think when i was taken through that uh, a month or so ago is i remember back in i think it was probably 2019 when we we're in a, a different we were working together and you'd, mm. you'd come over from finance and we had people working in the search and thinking like yeah, how yeah. do we power it by data the fact i know it's five years on four years on but like actually now what that is enabling us to do is like it is a bit mind-boggling yeah it's crazy it's really crazy and it's i mean it's a testament to kind of the analysts the, the scientists and the developers that play that yeah through it's like a they're super know, clever for product people it's just fanciful <laughs> ideas but they actually make that thing a reality yeah. it's so cool yeah so yourself trace different obviously a different perspective on, on data, you used it, data differently and your influence in that area is probably different again to, to Tom. Yeah, I think from, um, so in Portal, the retailer side of the business, obviously we've got all that consumer um, data and there's, there's so much data that we have, but it's, I think, and it's so powerful, but it's understanding which bits of data are actually useful to a, a retailer and at what points as well. So I think, you know, the product update we had, um, the vehicle level insight so 
big shout out to Nick Jenner and Warren Nicholas who worked um, on that on that product. But um, what that actually did was they really dug into the detail of what information is useful at vehicle level for a retailer so that they I'm, I'm bringing that all together in one place so within portal you know these data um like spread out and bits of information spread out around around the product portal but yeah bringing that all together into to at vehicle level in one place really enables a retailer to make educated decisions on what yeah. they do next around that vehicle whether that's you know if it's been in stock for a while or you know they want to push um, you know, selling it quicker or what, whatever they, that might, those jobs may be, you know, it's not that they have to go off and find these bits of information now, it's all in one central place. Yeah. So I think when we talk about like our relationship, auto traders relationship with retailers and together we do more, I think that's key to that because it's definitely understanding what is really valuable to that retailer and enabling them to, to really do their bus business well. Yeah. Um, and I think vehicle level has been really, I'm really quite excited for it for the team as well who worked on that because it is kind of at that vehicle level was is, is something new you know yeah. it, it kind of brings all that together so yeah i think data was really powerful there yeah there was a real buzz about it wasn't it yeah. in the sort of design uh peeps last year when we were looking at that. and i remember like, ali who's my lead saying like the, they were reviewing it in the ot being taken through it and it was like oh this is different level this like this is really powerful yeah so no, that's that's super interesting. And yourself, Ben, obviously again, engineering side. There's a lot of engineering going into the data side, but obviously the data and the platform is is massive in its own right. Yeah, so it's like I'm not directly involved in this. So there's a there's a huge team who look after our data platform. And, you know, there's a platform that sits there and it collects millions and millions of observations every minute from like consumers and retailers. All the products are being used daily, and we use that all the time. I go into every meeting I end up going into, someone's got to look a dashboard up. Yeah. So, what's the performance? It's like last week we were looking at what's the performance of finance attachments rates on digital retail, and mm -hmm. looking why it might have gone up or might have gone down. But to me, the big change this last year was like we've always been quite guarded around our data and keeping it internal at Auto Trader. It's like how we've exposed some of that and. We're now pushing it out rather than retailers used to just come and pull that data from us. Like, yeah. what's the status of my stock? We're now saying your stock status has changed, it's moved, you know, if it's on the digital retailing journey and someone's reserved it, we're telling them instantly that. Yeah. So it's that like democratization of data has been like, yeah. a big move this year. And like, sort of related to that is the sort of the progression continued, which we, we are involved in, is like on the, the API side of the platform yeah. and, and that, like you said, on the whole digital retailing and being able to real-time update stock and then be able to make sure that all the link systems so, so the not full, quite the full automotive ecosystems yeah. now starting to join up a lot yeah more, so. it is exciting which leads us then into into digital retailing so this is where you starred in the video tom the i, did, and I didn't watched. do anything with it in actual product <laughs> delivery i know so i'm actually going to focus on on ben and tracy on this one but again um like digital retailing like the three of us Tom yeah. hasn't. Tom's just, Tom's took the glory on the video. Um, I'm only messing Tom. You did a great job. Um, you definitely did a better job than me and Ben would have done. You'd have fell off the treadmill, wouldn't you? Oh, fuck, it'd have been awful. It'd have been, it'd have been like, listen, we spent the whole budget because we had to refilm it 55 times. The only thing he said is, why didn't I crack the phone? Don't. Don't start laughing too hard. But, 
Like it has been a multi, multi. I'm gonna say multi generational, not multi generational, <laughs> multi year, multi year, yeah, yeah, piece of work. Um, you know, from the digital and online car and kite buying, car buying, car buying journey. Um, but the thing we talk about, and the thing we talk about a lot in sort of the the material is actually. This year, it's not only been about new features, it's been like streamlining some of the early betas that we did. Yeah. Like streamlining right back, which streamlining has meant removing things where we've, you know, invested time. Spent 18 months building. Money, like, you know, sweated over it. So you were both involved in streamlining and you've both been involved from the beginning. So what was it, what was it like for you and the teams where you then realised we're going to have to you know, clip things back. Um, I was thinking of like the Loki, you know, have you been watching Loki on, on Disney? No. All right, okay. I won't go into like Loki terms then. Um, I get the reference. Yeah, no. it's like, well, summer weed flies past. But yeah, again, that bit of what it's been like to prune, they use the word prune, pruning Loki, prune things and like also that validation, the feedback and that making sure it's justified that we're pulling, pulling back. So I'm talking about park exchange and reservations, probably process it in Maine. So what's that been like for you personally and the teams and how have you managed that? I think we feel like you've spent a lot of time on building these these products, but the big thing is we, we learned so much, you know, so we, we made decisions to get those standalone products out. We've learned loads from that, which has then enabled us to bring them into kind of a uniformed together um, flow. I think um, it has, it, again, it's it's complicated to do that. We actually had two, two views, you know, we were understanding how they could fit together. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it as, I definitely don't see it as wasted time. Yeah. Um, I, th I think the learnings there were, were key to that. Um, I think like you look at something like reservations, I actually got a bit hands on with the code, which I really, so for me, I really enjoyed that. I spent yeah. a good couple of months just writing code, going up. I remember doing this. Uh, all my peers hated it, I think. <laughs> but uh, we, we went into that like, I'd say naively, like, oh, this would be easy. You know, let's take a reservation off a customer. We'll take some money off them. We'll make the retailer hold the vehicle. Dead simple. You start to dig into it. It's like the two-sided microwave. Tracy's talked about it's like different types of retailer. You go, okay, single site, independent retailer, super easy. You get to like the groups. It's like, where does the money go? It's like it's not just going to yeah, like yeah. one account. It's like okay, they've got main accounts. It's like and then you speak to a different group and they want it all different. So we had this idea that we'd take money from a consumer. We'd hold it when the vehicle sales confirmed. We'd release the money to the retailer to their bank account. As we started scaling, and it's like it, it just wasn't feasible. So it was, it was good learnings there. We learned straight away. It was actually the best thing to do is like we take the money off the consumer, we hold it, they confirm, then we return it back to the to the consumer. It's just makes it's operationally a lot simpler, a lot yeah. cleaner, mm -hmm. less complex. And on that one. Did you already have in mind that this may need to be simplified at some point in time? Or is it more, actually, now we've got the learnings, we're going to simplify it? Or is it, because I'm looking at the product set and probably coming from a part exchange perspective, yeah. we, we know we're going complex. We had some ideas about simplification, but it was more until we got proof back and I actually... That's just the different type of products, isn't it? With reservations, it was always like, oh, this will be super simple. 
And then when you dig into it, actually, no, it's really complex and we need to make it simple. With part X, it was like, we knew it was really complex. We knew that was going to affect like the consumer and the retailer interactions yeah. of it. So it's like, let's get it there and then figure out how we simplify it. Yeah. Like two different journeys to the diff- same destination. Yeah, yeah. And you find that, again, this is probably, it's not direct to the video, um, but how do you manage that in terms of the message of simplification? Because, again, I might be the same team or developer or tech lead that has put their heart and soul into that, and then you're basically clipping features away that you were potentially really proud of and went, that, was, that worked really well. Is that something where, again, from how you then convey that message to make sure it's understood like because that is the complex set of emotions comp- people are complex how do you manage that it's getting them involved straight away like it's, we don't we work like cross-functionally as teams so everyone's involved it's not like out of the blue let's make this simple yeah. it's like everybody's already been involved which everyone's heading towards the same direction some yeah. people always feel you know i've worked on this for a long time it's like but we've learned so much from it. Yeah. That's the takeaway. Yeah. yeah, and I think the teams are really invested in it as well. So they, they, you know, we always do everything with the best intention. And I get, you know, sometimes it, it it can be hard when we have to kind of redo things. But I think, like for me personally, when I'm looking at kind of changing, um, I don't like a step process or the design on something. I'm having conversations with the engineers straight away. You know, everybody involved, bringing them on that journey, so they really understand why we're why we're changing things. And, yeah. You know, and it definitely not. You know, a lot of the time relates back to feedback that we've received from from retailers. Yeah, and thinking of the new things we've introduced this year around the around the deal um, digital retailing space yeah. are the ones that again I think you said it earlier, Ben, that we and um from a product perspective might say no this this sound this sounds simple Super but, simple. Mm-hmm. but com- the complexity whether it be from a service design operational yeah. or the technicalities of the what we're using underneath are there particular new enhancements that are coming down the line or features that you go it sounds simple but I, oh. those are mind-boggling yeah <laughs> yeah right, answer done yeah, <laughs> yeah answer done yeah all the time every meeting like this is simple yeah it is someplace uh Good example on digital retailing. It's the first product we've done that kind of seamlessly works with the native apps and the desktop and mobile. Right. In that you can start your application on the app, on digital retail application, you can like get halfway through your finance your finance application, filling it in. You can then just stop and then seamlessly pick it back up on the web and then vice. Seems, vice. seems simple. Seems simple, doesn't it? It's really not that simple. It's like it was the first time we've done this. It also, during this, we're going on a bit of a journey around how we scale our apps development because it's usually a little bit bottlenecked. So we've now introduced the composable framework, which allows like your traditional engineers to work in that the native space. So we were doing that alongside that as well. So, it's like, yeah. it's so super it, complex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it do, but it does from the outside. The, like, the I, account, start, I start the, here and I, I can. Yeah see it on the web on, yeah, the, yeah. on the computer but it, from the outside like, i'm going to put myself in the outside here the account account space yeah. i can't speak about the account space and stop start seems simple yeah. so it is like the fact that it is multi-platform different tech teams different developers different platforms etc etc it's that bit of like the user 
even to a degree, sometimes like myself or Prem, might not then realise the complexity undersea underneath. And that's like the art in itself, isn't it? Making sure that like we don't bamboozle everybody with the complexity, but actually recognise it is complex and it's going to take time. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to, because Tom's not spoken for a while, and I know he's, <laughs> he's itching to say something. I'm not sure what it is. So EV, so this is probably a bit that with the whole move to electrification, mm-hmm. 2035, all new cars, zero emissions. It's something that we, me, Ben, Trace, are aware of and see probably a little bit on the sidelines because it's not our number one focus, but it's something that you and your colleagues are probably more involved with. So is there particularly takeouts from this year around the EV space that play into the whole Simple is Complex? Yeah, definitely. I think... Um just the rise of electric vehicles is complex in itself because it's it's a huge industry change where, I mean, I won't get drawn into the politics of it moving around and the goalposts changing, but fundamentally you are telling consumers eventually, like, internal combustion engines gone, you need to get on board and move to electric. But there is so much, and naturally, like, consumer uncertainty around that, lots of confusion. There's so many different bits out there just in the media. So I think, although... We, we've kind of split, I suppose, our focus. Like there's there's a great team of people kind of operationally in Autotrader that are definitely leading the charge in terms of getting out there in kind of the PR and the material and everything else like that. But we've definitely been really, really doubling down as well on the platform to make sure we're doing our bit in trying to kind of simplify electric vehicles to consumers. Um, and we probably, over the last year, we've kind of been spending our attention, I suppose, I hate, I hate using funnel analogies, but... If you imagined, I suppose, your start of your journey thinking about what car to get right down to like actively looking at the vehicles. Yeah. We've kind of spent our time at the most extreme. So when you're right down actually considering your vehicles, a lot of this year has been about trying to kind of standardize standardize the data points. So for consumers, they'll see they'll see like charging times in adverts and this car has this much range and it can charge to this, but there's no like standard industry thing for that. Each manufacturer picks which stat they want to share in their advert to make it look better for their advert, um, which is just confusing on a marketplace like Autotrader where you are actually trying to compare like for like. So a lot of engineering efforts gone into standardizing those data points. So actually when you're at that level, you genuinely can kind of right. shop between vehicles yeah, yeah. and get a view for that. And then linked to that, then we've really been trying to dial up how we support people with that range anxiety and the charging side of things which is largely the biggest the biggest point of consumer fear we've seen when it comes to electric vehicles price points clearly been a natural thing but it's not that's not directly within our control but actually helping people understand how how often they might need to charge the vehicle how far they can go that's something we've really been focused on um kind of at the the pointiest end of our funnel but then at the very top as well there's been a lot of investment around it the kind of the content side of things yeah um articles to kind of help educate consumers on electric vehicle we've got our dedicated kind of electric landing page where you can tap into all of the content um and then a lot of the focus has gone in as well to kind of making sure that our key kind of make and model pages that are fun like primarily accessed via kind of google and this kind of search like seo kind of organic search optimization making sure we really had our house in order there because EVs are coming out so often. Yeah. 
but then being visible in that search so that we can then make sure people understand kind of the the auto trader view on it and give them the confidence in it. It's been a, it's been a real challenge and again kind of a huge engineering effort for us to get behind and make sure we've got like the site architecture correct so that so that we are visible to consumers but again as a consumer that looks probably it feels simple but like the amount of effort's gone in it's like it feels like it's another another foundational year of as we move closer and closer towards 2030 2035 um so right on a bit more of a light-hearted note i'm actually now we've covered the topics i'm actually a little bit of a critique of the video itself like favorite parts um what actually your role with the whole okay piece was i mean bet this is where ben's like oh don't don't even talk to me about that um i mean like particularly I mean, my favorite bit tom it, it was one of your ones where you look to the sky and you say technology disguises simplicity <laughs> I, I actually really liked it you've pushed the phone down you then stomp on top of it break the screen so it looks like my phone but it was a like again it's probably i'm gonna start with you tom like how you came to be in the production like what it was like and also um like what was your favorite part and obviously it's a very different perspective because you were you were in the material itself yeah yeah um how did i come to be in it um, I thought I'd been stitched up and was just asked to do it. So I was like, okay, fine, I'm doing the video, great. Because um, it's not really my, I don't know. I don't mind speaking, but I get, I don't really like that kind of thing. But then, so I was told I was doing it, but then I turned up to a room and actually, and we were then doing like auditions in this room. And I was like, what's this? Why am I auditioning? <laughs> I'm not very good at it. So having to do all these things in a tiny little room, like stepping out of a ball I, I was useless at it but obviously not useless enough because then i got chosen <laughs> I to be in the video <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i needed to fall over at that point but in fact it was actually it was really it was really good fun doing yeah. it very different i've never done like green room videos before the worst bit i think was more in the office walking around your colleagues doing something because yeah. then they're just staring at you and gawking <laughs> off your camera um but yeah that's kind of how i got involved with it but i think what was my favorite part of the video um well, if you watch it carefully, um, I mean, the content of the video, I, I like, I, my favourite part was obviously the PPC bit, because that's the thing I did, but I didn't yeah. get to talk to it. But I think I just watched the video and I think it's, I think there's certain bits that are funny having done the behind the scenes bit. Like, I know I'm walking on a treadmill for parts of it. I know how it looks. So, so you're revealing all the secrets. I'm revealing the secrets. I just dread what the video production team can do with me now. They've got lots of green oh. screen shots of me that they can put anywhere. Oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> I didn't even think of that one. I didn't think of that one. What about yourself, Trace? Obviously, you weren't in the video, but people that you work with closely and reporting to you were. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, Ali, um, is one of our early careers um, product design apprentices. Um, yeah, I support Anaya, but to be fair, she smashed it. Yeah, really she good. had to want it wonder. Like literally, she um, I heard she was absolutely brilliant in it uh, and in front of the screen and the camera. Anaya is great. So um, to be honest, she inspires me to do more more of that kind of stuff. Is this why you're on the couch this is today? This why I'm sat here. Yeah. <laughs> Next product week. video, they're looking for oh people. God. Not sure I could do uh... yeah, I'm, I'm available, I'm available. I've applied twice. <laughs> He's not available. He's they not lock, available. They lock the door when they see Ben coming. <laughs> No, no, no. We're not video. We're not videoing today. You, you have to wear red. You have to wear a United shirt. He's like, no, not doing that. You have to put a disguise on, Ben. Yeah. 
Uh, and what about yourself, Ben? Because obviously, me and you were more background because there was other things going on. So it was all it was it was a very different angle to try and support again because it was a complex, actually, a really complex. Lots of people involved to produce such a slick video, like the 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 amount of effort and like sort of creativity and just lining it up was yeah. was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, like and I think Anaya flicked something at one point and I like it's just great. Yeah. To so the team who works on that. Yeah. Like, thankfully don't ask me to do anything with the video. Uh <laughs> you've got the video but you've also got the you've got the page on the site. Yeah. Autotrade.co.uk forward slash twenty twenty three. Yeah, dub dub dub. Yeah. Good, good plug. Yeah. Uh, plug it one more time at the how, end. <laughs> how do we get that made really quickly without affecting a massive roadmap of yeah, work yeah. that we've got going on. So it's very much like say with Nat Brady who did the majority of the work on that page, did a cracking job with it and took the vision of what uh, Lauren in yeah. design wanted mm-hmm. to do and then use our like design system and components we already got to make it as fast as possible. Yeah. So it's very much like what can we get done in like a week and get it live. Yeah. So yeah, enough. there were so many people, I mean there's some of the crew in here, production crew involved and we yeah. had people from product like Yaz, lots and lots of people involved. So it was like from a product and tech and wider uh, community like Creative Studio and production. It was a it was a massive effort, and it was interesting again, like just hearing and seeing. I was speaking to George about it, but George Burton, like I think a couple of days after the video shoot, and like how it was it was high intense to get it done, but it was also great fun. So it was. I'm looking forward to the 2024 one. I think it's been generally a big thumbs up from everyone I've spoken to. So. Like I said, and like Ben's plugged it many times, if you've not watched it, www.artrade.co.uk slash 2023 landing page, and it takes you off to YouTube. So, unfortunately, because we're all busy, busy bunnies, especially Benjamin, Benjamin Bunny, um, it's a wrap for today. So, thanks to Ben, Tom, and Tracy, and everybody that was involved in, in the product update 2023. Too many to call out um like i said me and ben are available for 2024 if you'd like uh, right said fred tribute whatever it might be um so again it's www.artrade.co.uk 2023 uh thanks always for tuning in please like and subscribe on youtube hit the notification button so you never miss an episode and follow us on spotify and apple podcasts and that's us done for today see ya